Hunter, what do you think is the worst genre of game we could try to cover on this game? What's or like hardest? Worst is a weird way to put that. But what's like yeah. the what is the most difficult genre for us to cover? For us to cut? What, what What do you mean? Like just difficult to describe, hard to talk about, interpret how you wish, to take it how you take the ball and run. If the, if we were just visual novels only knowing <laughs> how like weird we are about like we're so scared of spoiling anything for uh, anybody right. <laughs> how would we talk about, about visual novels where where it's like okay well mechanically uh you do this and you do that and uh uh oh that's it uh oh we're only five minutes into the show oh no <laughs> i ran out of things i could talk about without just telling you the story yeah yeah <laughs> on the flip side I think we've routinely tried to think about doing an MMO and then we're just like, well, how could, what would be the point of trying to do most MMOs? I don't know. The, it's, it's, I disagree. Yeah, I think, I think MMOs could be really, really fun because yeah. what you do is you dig up somebody that was there right. when that MMO was hot. Yeah, what I'm really you, excited for is someday we will do a World of Warcraft episode, but mm -hmm. we will bring one of our friends on whose life was, in their view, perhaps ruined by World of Warcraft. Yeah. So it will be a it will be a teardown of World of Warcraft because our friend will be like, that? I have to destroy this game. How about we have our friend come on with a super negative take, yeah, and yeah. then we have somebody come on that right. only that met that met their wife yes on right. on world of warcraft that like met that met someone that it yeah. meant a lot to them to meet them in that absolutely context. absolutely yeah and shout out he's over here man, being like it ruined my life weird intro but shout out to the documentary i watched in like college called second skin which is exactly that it's a documentary about mmos where it's like these are the worst things on earth and they're the best things on earth and it's uh it's real weird how that works <laughs> listen i think that mmos are fine yeah as long as it's like anything you know it's like yeah it's good and you can get you know you can get addicted to it it can get its hooks in you in a bad way right yeah like i know a lot of people listen to old gamers almanac uh-huh every day you know what i mean and we don't even make enough episodes for yep. you to listen to it every day so there's a lot of people that just they just kind of re-listen um and there are a lot of guilds forming people are trying to people are actually kind of interested in maybe raiding yeah um old gamers almanac which is where you show up at our door with right. 50 of your friends and you punch us and steal our fat loot let's go Welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I am your oldest gamer, Hunter Donaldson, and I am, in fun fact, I actually am oldest, yeah. um, and I am joined by our second oldest gamer. That's me, Matt Martins, the second oldest, and then the third oldest is Sun, and the fourth, the young, the baby is EJ. EJ's yes. the baby. Those two aren't here today, but I just wanted to continue the pecking order. I wanted yes. everyone to know the score, okay? Yeah, the ages. That's, that's <laughs> how it works. I am actually... Uh, the oldest in our close-knit group of friends, uh -huh. I am actually the oldest, which Daddy Hunter. always surprises people to hear, you know? 
I'm also the oldest. Uh, I'm, I have two siblings. They're both younger than me. Uh-huh. I am the eldest. I have. I do not. I for feel all like intents have and purposes, yeah, you should have elder energy, and you just don't have that. I think I've got like middle child energy, <laughs> kind of just like kind of forgotten, uh-huh. just sort of like, oh, uh-huh. we left him down there. I don't know. He did something. Uh, he's doing stuff, but he we don't have time in the for wrong that. oven. Oops. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird yeah. what did that mean what, i don't know what did we learn I, about matt i there? don't know because some ovens don't work the right way hey what are we talking about today <laughs> in I, I heard a new suggestion for what the season should be called and it's yeah now that's what i call pc gaming and that there feels really go. good there we go now that's what i call pc gaming yeah i really like that you know feels like a relic of the 90s and uh yeah and i feel like we can bring in more like cultural stuff you know like maybe maybe i don't know what you used for the intro music this week you could use there's a lot of really good command and conquer music that Uh we will talk about but also you could have just used like jumping by destiny's child yeah Yeah, i'm blue (laughs) i have a blue house with a blue window now that's what i call pc games This week, we are talking about 1995's Command and Conquer. If you listen to our draft episode, there were people before this, our, our, our big 90s fans, uh, there were people pining for Dune 2, the real-time Dune strategy two. game from what, 92, 93? I think 92. And we had it on the list for a bit, and then we sort of found some compromises, and we made our way to essentially Westwood's follow-up to Dune 2, Command yeah. and Conquer, and Command and Conquer yep, yep, yep. is highly regarded as one of the real-time strategies that really elevated uh, real-time strategy games out of the kind of uh, the older RTSs before this one and before, like, what? Before maybe Warcraft 2, where much more, like, uh, static in how the camera angles felt very blocky. Uh, it felt a bit more spreadsheety, and and these started to feel like actual graphical things going on like models on the screen rather than like an interface yeah maybe but also sort of not actually and we were kind of yeah, exactly. wrong you know what i mean <laughs> that was our that so, was what we thought so we were of, picking today yeah we thought <laughs> what we were doing was sort of saying like yeah dune 2 if we pick dune 2 we'll be talking about how old it is and how uh-huh. crusty it feels let's go for the bigger brother yeah turns out we should have gone for an even elder brother I- <laughs> It should have been red alert. Dang it! Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we've got you know it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a good episode. Command and Conquer is fun to talk about, yes. and I will say here's an advantage it has over Dune Two. We can spiral out into talking uh, the whole series because guess what? Spoiler alert. <laughs> We will probably not be coming back to this well yeah. for a very long time. It's, so, that is probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say the main thing this provoked me to want to do is to, at some point, actually do one of the even older ones. Because, mm-hmm. and, 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 and getting the right sort of context to doing one of those. But uh, Hunter and I both played, uh, like, Dota and Warcraft 3 together. Hunter played way more stuff before that. You liked Warcraft two is that right and like i played I Warcraft. Mean, no you played no. it all you played warcraft I, I one played, okay if we're talking rts's uh besides dune 2 i do have a blind spot for dune 2 i am hardcore all over the map yeah yeah uh, be- i was hungry for these when i was young and i played oh my god i played everything uh yeah. i loved warcraft orcs and humans i loved warcraft 2 orcs and humans came out 
before I probably was even, like, I probably got to the point where by the time I started playing RTSs, I could already play Warcraft 2. Yeah. But Tides of Darkness was probably even out. But you and got I was playing one. Warcraft 2, and I liked it so much that I was like, <laughs> I'll also play Warcraft Orcs and Humans. I don't care. And that game, by comparison, may as well be from the 1800s. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Compared to Warcraft 2. Um, but yeah, and then I played all the Command & Conquer games that were released until, like, I don't know, Generals, which is yeah. like 2000-whatever, 2003? Yeah, three. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so uh, my, my experience, as we've said a number of times, like I played a lot of Age of Empires 2. I played the demo for Age of Empires 1 and then got Age of Empires 2 and then played Warcraft 3. And, like, and that that's like the trajectory I had. And then like eventually Starcraft 2 and stuff. So I did not have as much. And um, for me, going back to this felt like, oh, it feels like it wants to eventually be a decade later and be mm -hmm. capable of things the later RTSs are capable. Like, all the stuff we figured out, I think I came at it with too much assumption of the later roll-time strategy game shorthand, like what I just thought hotkeys would be able to do and right, how I right. thought tooltips would work. And Command and & Conquer doesn't have a lot of that, and it took me... A little bit to reframe my brain for this one to make sure I was like experiencing it with the right context because my first interaction with it was whoa I don't know what I like this is this is clunky and I don't know what the heck I'm doing and I'm getting bored very very quickly so I had to take a step back and do stuff we talked about like with the f-zero episode we were like when we play some of these older games you have to play them in the context of their release which is to say this is like before honestly tutorials were as commonplace in these games um mm. this game command and conquer didn't have like much of a tutorial at all and in fact i looked up the rule book all of the pertinent information the rule book is a massive it's a textbook for this and this was i think that was more common especially with pc like strategy games you would get like big chunky hefty stuff in that bigger box right the pc games of yore were these big chunky cardboard boxes with lots right. of supplemental material. You get like maps and you get all kinds of stuff uh, in them. And it was, I think PC games were the most fun thing to open in the nineties. There's, there's nothing better than opening a new PC game. Cause it's just literally full of stuff. Uh, but part of that is a literal textbook of rule document teaching you how to do every single thing in the game. And you have to read that if you want to figure out how to do a lot of the stuff in this game. Cause the game doesn't actually specifically tell you how to do a lot of the things it asks you to do. And that took me a minute to to fix uh, in my experience. What what do you feel like because I I don't know I didn't have the same experience but I also played these games when I was younger so mm -hmm. it, it's possible that I just remembered a lot of stuff. I felt like the campaign actually did a good job of kind of ramping up and not it, giving it me too many things yeah, at it, once but what what is it that you had to look up actually? I'm curious. Uh quite literally what the building which buildings do what? There, it nothing there's no nothing ever pops up when you like hover over a build it, it just like is hmm. the name of itself and you can click it and then it takes a while to load and then you click it somewhere on the ground and like i didn't know what these things i didn't know how to do any of the base building basically at all like once i got to the first mission where it was like you should set up a base a little bit i had to consult the rule book to figure out how to do any of the base building essentially Oh, that's I, we're just so different like i feel like all like what you're describing i mean i i yeah i have that par, prior knowledge but i 
there is a lot of stuff I probably did not remember about this game. Yeah. And I feel like I just, you, you throw some options at me, especially on a menu. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, well, let's just click everything one time and right. then we'll see. We'll just find out that way. It's not, yeah. it's not like the build. It's not like there's like a million buildings you're presented with either. No. There's especially at the beginning. There's only like a few. Yeah. Yeah. There's like two. The first time you get a building mission, there's there's like two whole buildings. But even I mean, I'm, I'm saying even within that, like there's one mission where you get this big van looking thing. And I just didn't know what I was doing with that. Th the like APC. I just, I, yeah. I just let it come along with me and I never used it the whole first mission. And I didn't know what I was meant to do with it. And then it was like the next mission. I figured out what it kind of was supposed to be for. All, all of this is just to say, like, I had to better onboard myself in, in like, looking through some of this stuff because I couldn't just, I don't know, like, figure it out. And I, I don't like, um, especially in RTSs, I don't like failing a mission because some RTS missions can take a, a long time. Uh, this mm -hmm, game, that's this, true. this game especially, <laughs> in yeah. a couple instances, this game sometimes is, like, kill every single thing on the map. And you're like, okay, I'll start just hunting for all of the little guys that are just sort of running around in all the various corners. And I got to find right. every single one of them. And it's going to take me 45 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, to, like, find everybody or whatever. Um so I don't know. I, I have so little patience for that. I don't want to get it wrong the first time. Right. I want to know what I'm doing in the mission so I can not have to redo it or whatever. Yeah, I will say that is something that's really crazy about the genre overall uh, in RTS games in the 90s is that there is no telling. Yeah. How there's no there's no logical ramping up <laughs> of mission length. Yeah. So like. Like, yeah, generally speaking, in any RTS, the first couple missions, probably going to be on the shorter side. Yeah. But after that, all bets are off, buddy. <laughs> there might be a 15-minute mission followed by an hour and a half. Yeah, right. Slugfest. Right, that you lose a, right at the end. It gets way too hard right at the end, and you got to do it sure. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's nice that, that especially in command and conquer especially there's there are a handful of missions that really push you yeah. to like use everything you've learned yeah um and to be honest that's when i sort of like with a game like command and conquer the original the pathfinding uh and we we played the re the remastered version of command and conquer mm -hmm. the pathfinding is not so good all right and i don't i don't love that and i don't love talking about that on a podcast i sure. don't love being here being like, oh, the Pathfinder. In 1995, yeah, we didn't have yeah. AI as good. Of <laughs> course. Of course the Pathfinding is bad. What do you expect? Are you crazy? Mm -hmm. But the fact that the Pathfinding is bad, what it does to me is it makes me start saying things like, well, I mean, how do I... I mean, how do I how, how, how do I play the game without worrying about the Pathfinding yeah, too yeah. much? And it makes me do things like build my base out to... Yeah. The enemy base. <laughs> so there's like a wall. I just wall off the entire the enemy base and put turrets there. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, okay, now it's all stuck in there. Anytime they try and come out to fight me, immediately they're met with resistance. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And so that's that's not pathfinding, right? The you don't tell the turrets to go anywhere. Yeah. They just sit there and, and kill. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So after that, you get into stuff like. Oh, you take an APC, you load it with engineers, way too many, as many as you got. <laughs> uh, and you just send it into the enemy base. And yeah, a lot of those engineers are going to die. Some of them won't, though. And the ones that won't will just take control yeah. of the enemy base by just going inside of the very... Hell, don't even do... Don't do one APC. 
Load up three APCs. Right. There is no initial engineers. army. It's it's APCs and engineers, and you just take over the enemy base until it is your base. Yeah. So let me let me say this to all you pathfinding is bad people. You're just not opening your mind enough <laughs> to the possibilities, the strategic possibilities. The whole thing is they designed the game being like, well, most of the units are a trap. Yeah. You shouldn't get them because they have bad pathfinding. <laughs> So you say that, and, and honestly, that is part of how I feel about these old RTSs, is they are all quite ambitious. And that's why in 1995, it was amazing to play Camp Command and Conquer, because you had played Dune 2, and you yeah. see the step up, and you're not aware of how much simpler and easier things can get later. You're just like, oh my gosh, they pulled off doing this. But to me, right. old RTSs all feel like they are striving for the comfortability that we would later accomplish much further down the road e even to the extent of maybe i'm wrong here but i tested this a few times i'm pretty sure like i wanted to make hotkeys right you know you, you control one select it like select a group control one that's my mm -hmm. that's squad little one that i can move around S select this group over here control two that's squad two sure, sure and maybe this is stupid on my end but like you can't have one thing exist in two groups at once which later entries of this genre you can do because what i like to have is my little squadrons but when i need to select everything i got a hot key that's got everything in it and it's like everybody go home or whatever right sure. rather than yeah, the like yeah. one go home two go home three go home four go home five go home okay there we go like so that stuff it's just little things like that that are unfair to expect of this game but i can't right. help but sit there and be annoyed by it it's it's not a complaint of how successful the game is it's a complaint of playing a game in this genre this old in 2023 it, it's just a lot harder to come back to these older older rts's yeah and i think it a lot of it has to do with and and one reason that dune 2 may have been a better choice overall is i think scale is yes. a really big factor right um whenever it comes to playing an older rts command and conquer uh yeah it is really ambitious um when you have so many units on screen mm -hmm. pathfinding as a hurdle becomes more intense and yeah. and and the micro and and what hotkeys are available is the same same deal and god uh, forbid you need your units to cross a bridge i tell you what the second there's oh, a yeah, bottleneck no, you don't, <laughs> yeah you don't do that you don't have i i mean you just you if if the units need to cross a bridge you give up on them you send like one unit forward yeah. and that's that's how you do it but right. yeah you basically just leave them for dead i mean they are dead basically <laughs> God, there's there's this one mission that drives me so insane in Command and Conquer where at the very beginning they're like, hey, there's a river. We're gonna send some boats downstream and the oh, boats are no. gonna attack are, are gonna attack the enemy and they'll they'll help you. And uh no, they don't. They don't at all. Uh they they just they just get blown up yeah. like right away. Cause it's like, dude, I'm not ready. Like, I'm yeah. not ready to do this, especially with my like non-pathfinding style. Sure. Uh it take me a minute to build my base <laughs> the size of half the map. But so that's tough. But the other thing about that mission is that it's 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 divided in half. You got like your upper yeah. upper area and you got your lower area. Um the lower area, you're given a small set of units and you're just told like these units better kill everybody on this side. Yeah. Otherwise, you will never finish this level. <laughs> um, and and of course they die, right? I mean, the, the, and yeah. they leave like one guy yeah. on the south the south uh, part of the map. And then you clear everything out. It takes like you know, it's 
It's really easy. It takes like maybe about 15 hours, maybe 16, <laughs> 16 hours. It's just, easy. it's just like three days, three a days straight of just playing. Just a chill RTS game. It's not a big deal. All right. And then and now you've built out, you basically control, you've created a new state. All right. Yeah. The, the state of Nod Tucky or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then, you, and then, and then you look at, you're like, where are the rest of the bad guys? And you're like, oh yeah, they're on that southern part oh, because no. I didn't because and that's like hours ago. You don't even remember yeah, yeah. that part. And you're like, wow, that's that's really where it is. And it's so funny because in that level in particular, at the once you have eliminated all of the there are these like kind of patrol uh they're like radar antenna things. Once you yeah. destroy those, you get a superpower, which is that you can launch just like a missile yeah. uh at something. And you're like, okay, so that missile will kill that. It it don't do it don't kill stuff in like one hit. Yeah, yeah. It kills stuff in like twelve Need to 12. <laughs> sixteen hits. Need thirty and missiles. And it's on a cooldown timer. <laughs> so let me tell you something. Regardless of whatever complaints you have, and, and just your whole your whole thing of like, oh, I bounce off these old RTSs. Sure. And I know that there's gonna be people that are gonna complain and be like, oh, they complained about an old game again. Yeah. I sat there and clicked yeah. the button 16 times, and it took forever, <laughs> and I was fine with doing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I wasn't Just, mad at this game ever. It, I was never mad at it. I was never upset that things were happening. The worst thing that did happen was, so I, I made sure, and right at the, right at the gate, I, I let the difficulty slider go down a bit, because I was like, you know what? I, no, I know what I'm getting. I know that, what I'm getting into with hey, this wait, one. No, slow down. You're you're saying that like you're about to start. Uh, can we just have a round of applause for Matt and his growth? Can you? Do you? Do you? Those of you that have been listening from the beginning, can you believe what he just that said? We made it. <laughs> I literally can't believe that you started a new game and you were like, you know what? I'm going to turn the difficulty down. I don't want to be frustrated by this game. Right. Like, that's huge. Yeah. I'm now proud of the fact that we've done this show. Was kind of on the fence up until now. But it does seem like... It, this seems like... This show is good for you. Hey, there have been developments, okay? I'm there doing... I'm learning. The, 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 I, if, no, if there's one so actual project of this show, it was <laughs> so that Hunter could make Matt actually appreciate video games rather than, like... Like sort of say I appreciate them and then always be mad at them. <laughs> yeah, it's like you ca so long, Matt. You've been backing yourself into a corner on the games yeah. out of like some sort of I don't know what it is, some sort of weird duty you feel. Yeah, I know. And and now look where we're at. Yeah. You're you're playing a new game, being like I'm turning the slider yeah. down. God, so anyways, that's awesome. and especially because I knew I I mean I knew with ultra RTSs, it's like these units are going to move slow. Uh, yeah. so often it's literally just a, do I have enough units to kill your large swath of units quickly? So it's like, I want my units to kill the enemy units in three shots and that's it. I just want them yes. to die instantly. Yes. Um, but even within that, uh, I'm, I was doing missions. They're quite easy, right? Especially there in the beginning, you're doing effectively the tutorial missions. Although again, they're not really tutorializing you on anything. They're just letting you figure it out which is fine but you just sort of hang out in a map for like a long time wandering around killing every single thing in front of you right and the first so i i did the brotherhood of nod campaign uh and hunter i believe you did gdi on on this uh yeah these I, playthroughs uh, on on these playthroughs i i actually played gdi yeah. um which was which was fun i don't think i was much of a gdi kid when i yeah. I, th I think i was all about nod when i was younger so it was fun to to see the other side so anyways like the first i don't know roughly five missions you really can just 
as long as you kill every single thing, you'll just eventually win the mission, right? There's probably right. a more specific goal, but essentially just go around and kill everything. And then they pull this mean trick on you. And they're like, on this mission, don't kill this building. You got to convert this building. And they mm -hmm. tell you that at the beginning of the mission. But then I got to be in the map for like 30 minutes doing stuff and killing everything and right. remembering where I, I'm not playing Hunter's Way. I'm sending some units up this way and I'm trying to do things quickly. So I'm sending some units down this way. Like, let's let's split up. We'll cover more ground and kill stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, my mission just fails. It's just over. And I have no idea what happened. Well, my other group had gotten to the corner. I didn't know. They don't tell you where the goal is on these maps. They don't sure, say like, sure. like the, 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 the best thing I can think of that like Warcraft 3 does and maybe Starcraft does this too. I'm not I don't I don't specifically remember, but it's like there will be a fog of war dot in like the far corner. That's like this is eventually Starcraft where you're trying that. to get to. Mm -hmm. Right. You know that that is there. They don't do that. You're just wandering around Command and Conquer maps until you find it. So my guys killed, they killed the base I wasn't supposed to, the one building I wasn't supposed to kill. And I had to redo that entire half hour mm -hmm. mission just because I, it's like, okay, I got to babysit these dudes now. Because if I get too close to the corner of the map where that one building is, I'll forget to kill it or whatever. So like these long missions are also bad for Matt's uh, infant memory brain. Uh, so that that is that is the extra complication I have on top of these. So honestly, my take is I knock these down to easy mode for the game because my brain plays these games on hard mode because of the way that it is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you have to remember stuff means that like if we <laughs> make it hard moment to moment, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's like, which, it's already going to be hard on the macro level. Let's at least turn it down on the micro level mm -hmm. a little bit here. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that is completely reasonable. And I would encourage anybody that might be interested in early real-time strategy games uh, to, like, approach Command & Conquer yeah. in that way. This game is can be really frustrating to play, but it's not, it's not necessarily because of intent designer side. Oh. It's just like... This is what the expectation was right. for a real-time strategy well, that, game at this point. Yeah, and that's my biggest takeaway to all of this is uh, I referenced earlier, like I eventually had to like come around to this and, and, and like do some work to help me appreciate it. And what that work was, this is my guide to if you're like me and didn't play like any of these kinds of games like at all and you want to check it out, don't just go boot up Command & Conquer. That's that's not going to work. I, it, I think yeah. it is free on Game Pass, the remastered thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, my advice to you is this first go to YouTube, boot up a video of Dune 2. That's the game by Westwood Studios before this one, right? This, this is, yeah. that's the last thing they worked on before they did Command and Conquer. Watch a little bit of Dune 2. If you really feel like it, go play some Dune 2, but mostly just look at the thing, even just pull up pictures and be like, whoa, it looks like that. That's some old stuff. Okay. Put that in your brain for at least five minutes then boot up Command and & Conquer. And you'll be like, oh, wow, now I see how large of a leap graphically we've made. Yeah. This, this, this is a, is big, a big deal. You get to be yeah. wowed by that, right? I think that's an important factor to this is get wowed by it. And then before you actually sit down and play Command & Conquer, you got to sit down. And you got You need to read that rules book. Treat it like a board game. Treat it like I don't know any of these other things where you need to do your homework first a little bit. If you haven't right. played any of this genre, right? I'm not saying like if you played all these other ones, you're probably gonna like hundred. You'll click into it. But if you're like me, you need to sit down and you need to do your homework because the game in 1995 expected you to do that. It gave you a big chunky rule book and said read this first, and then you'll know how to do the strategy thing. We're gonna give you. We're gonna overload you with strategic. 
information. Honestly, I drew so many comparisons to Advance Wars with this game. Where sure. it's like, yeah. Advance Wars, what did we say about Advance Wars? Like a 17 mission tutorial to teach you everything in the game, and then right. you're allowed to play the game. Right. And how much of Advance Wars was missions where it's like, I don't know, you just need to like keep pushing out units. You'll eventually win. You'll definitely eventually win, but you just have to sit there with it for a long time and uh, just kind of keep funneling units into the enemy's face, and, and you will eventually win that. That's a bit how I felt with Command & Conquer. Yeah, um, I, it does feel like, you know, the the deeper strategy stuff is not quite there yet. The units are not, um, there, there's definitely a lot of uniqueness packed into each unit. Yeah. Um, but it does feel like, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of like weird cheesy stuff you could do, which is like kind of how I play yeah. uh, these games. Uh, I think until you get to, I mean, even Warcraft 2 is not even quite there. I feel like Starcraft is when you get to the point of like, all right, these units all have very different functionality yeah. uh, in battle, and and it's very like kind of intuitive how you might utilize these different right. uh, units and their abilities. Um, I will say this though, and I was kind of trying to get to this point uh, earlier in your whole look at Dune Two and then look at Command and Conquer thing. I do think that Dune Two might, and this is a big might, and I am saying this from ignorance listeners okay and i'm admitting that right now so you do not have to say anything in your feedback on this particular comment yeah it looks to me like dune 2 might be easier to play at this point yeah the ai might be worse the right. pathfinding might be worse but it might matter less like the, i mean exactly. what do you need what do you need the units to do in dune 2 my my my, my point here is scale man and conquer is a lot of units on screen a yeah. lot of them are really small like yep. your infantry units really small and you can have a lot of them which yeah magnifies that problem dune 2 warcraft orcs and humans i ain't got a lot on screen okay yeah yeah, yeah exactly the pathfinding is bad in those games as well but how many how many things do you actually need to get to the bad right. base so to win the game you, you know, know what those games look like to me at this point I think we came around, we came back around to the Dune 2 style strategy game in mobile gaming because you don't have a lot of interface control in mobile gaming and and mm -hmm. mobile mobile strategy games picked up where the very old strategy PC games left off where it's like I click this button here and I send the things about four inches to the right right over there and that's as far as anything can go. That's as big yeah. as the screen is. And, and yeah, I, I'm, I'd be interested to... Uh, see if that bears fruit in eventually playing dune 2 um so yeah i don't i don't have a strong desire to play the stuff kind of in between command and conquer and my my later knowledge of of this genre sure. right sure. I, I i don't have a big desire to play that kind of mid to late 90s stuff except for i mean i do want to play starcraft at the end of this year but i know i know that the pathfinding in starcraft is relatively annoying as well so it's like that's going to kind of come back i think it's better mm. than command and conquer but it comes up it's way better than yeah. Panic Conquer, Matt. Like, it's, it's gotcha. the pathfinding. Like, yeah, you don't fully understand the gradient of pathfinding. Of course, I don't. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. StarCraft ranks pretty high in my eyes. It's not, you still babysitting those units. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing you can babysit them. Right. And in Command and Conquer, I struggle to even babysit yeah. the, the. I feel I, I find stuff if would I get, get deselected. When you made a hotkey of stuff, would it just like sometimes like, oh, that guy, he's not in that group anymore. He's not with them. Yeah, I 
Uh, maybe, maybe I know what you're talking about. I do feel like sometimes I would be like, "What? Where's my guys?" Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know where. Why they did went. Charlie just get left way over there in the corner? Yeah, Why Charlie's did he forget to go out. with everyone? I don't know. Right. Uh, can we talk a bit more about this series then? Because you have so much more experience with it uh, as just an overall thing, and I was yeah. surprised by a lot of things learning about it. Uh, of like, I'll get my thing out of the way, and then I want to hear mostly about like your experience with it. But I just was very surprised. Uh, first off, in this game, story-wise, we haven't talked about the story at all, and it's because I haven't really wanted to because I don't like it. Uh, I don't like the war stuff. I don't like mm. war crimes being portrayed on screen with, like, especially in this one, it's not even, like, hokey. Like, you can, you sure. can like, super sci-fi it up and make it obviously fake, and then it's like, okay, it's a war crime, but it's like a quote-unquote war crime. This one is just like, go kill that village over there, and it's like, I don't like that much at all. So anyways, right. this series, it sounds like later does that. Gets gets hokey, gets really silly, pl has some fun with it. But this game felt like uh, it wasn't sure what the tone necessarily was. Yeah, I I would put it this way. I mean, and, and this is where we bring in, <laughs> this is where we put on our 90s hats. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the 90s, uh, there was, I believe, uh, an edgier... Mm -hmm. uh, maybe darker sensibility when it came to comedy yeah. that has affected a lot of stuff that doesn't look so great in uh, you know the 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 uh, the light of day yeah. uh, here in in 2023 and I think Command and Conquer has a little dose of that. The problem is that it's not until you get to the later games it's not super overt with its yeah. comedic sensibilities. Um, and then also later it sort of drops them too. Yeah. It's very unsure of what exactly it wants to be as far as comedy goes. I mean, we all know the clips of Tim Curry yeah, yeah. Uh, from Red Alert. And that is, well, who knows? Maybe, uh, Maybe that's I also guess cringy. it's Tim Curry. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if what they told Tim Curry. I don't know if they told him to do that or not. <laughs> and I would say every time I've seen Tim Curry on screen, I've always thought to myself, I don't know if they told him to do this or it's, not. It's entirely likely that Tim Curry knew better what Command and Conquer Red Alert needed to be than the writers of Command and Conquer Red Alert, and Tim Curry made some creative decisions on their behalf. Uh, let me offer an alternate theory. How about this? Tim Curry is a comedy cowboy don't give a shit. <laughs> he show up and just like, uh, it's gonna be like this. Pow! And he just shoots. He just shoots a six gun and he's yeah. like, yep! That's the tone for today. And the thing that's great about being Tim Curry is you, when you get hired to do a job, you're yeah. already Tim Curry. Yeah. So they know that you're that guy. You've been given you know permission I mean? to do whatever with it. Nobody invites Tim Curry to a party without knowing <laughs> that it's Tim Curry they're inviting. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This game instead, uh, we talked about this with Mist. It, this game is a lot of, oh, we hired uh, Ted from accounting to come to do the part. There's one actor in this in this game and he yeah, plays the, one that plays the character Kane. of Kane. That's right. Yeah. And Kane does a good, I, I think a fine job. It's still tonally like whatever. It's very dry. The, the, mm -hmm. the Brotherhood of Nod campaign across the board is dark and it it almost doesn't even feel like it's winking at you. It feels like it forgot to wink at you, even though it meant to be winking at you. But sure. this, because especially the first guy you get, he's just a guy who doesn't really know how to act and he's doing a fine job. I don't mean to disparage this dude that much, but it just comes off with like a really weird tone that makes me unable to decide if this is 
aware it's about committing war crimes or not. And like you said, it's it's 1995. It's yeah, grunge era humor. Like I don't know. It it is sure. what it is. It's also, I mean, just to get a little geopolitical on it, uh, it's, you know, I think, and, and I might be wrong here, but I'm, I, I'm one of the old gamers. There are older gamers, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm talking about y'all a little bit, but uh, I think in the early 90s, there were a lot of people that sort of had this belief that it was the end of history, and right. that war, w- war as we knew it was over, right. and it would be an everlasting first world flavored yeah. peace. For us all, uh, and by us I mean the first world, uh, <laughs> and and I think that was sort of a belief. So so in the context of war is over, uh, everything's cool. Why not joke about war? Why right. not turn war into um, not even not even it's not quite satire, is it? It's not even no. not even really farce. It's just kind of what if what if it's war, but we're kind of silly about it. Right. And I would say that is the command and conquer tone. Um, and I think in, you know, in the world we live in today, uh, as a historical curio, it doesn't, it does, it doesn't make my tummy hurt. I will say that yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot worse. of, I, I, I have, I consume a lot of media where I sort of look around and say, I know what's wrong with this. Okay. To everyone. <laughs> um, and sometimes there's no one there and I'm just saying it out loud in the dark. Um, but I would say that uh, this this is not this is not so bad that it that it really uh, that it really hurts my tum tum. But I yeah. do think that I do think that 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 kind of cultural idea is very important to like the comedy yeah. of uh, Command and Conquer. Um, right. It is very divorced from the idea of like real war being uh, of any real concern to yeah. anyone, right. um, which is uh, uh, it's false. And it seems like from 2023, it seems like, why would you ever think that? Yeah. But, but I think some people kind of felt that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I don't, I'm not judging them for, obviously I'm in the future. Sure. They're in the past. Exactly. It's very easy to make a sort of like, uh, <laughs> looking down on you, you big dumb dumb. The deck is stacked uh, in your favor at this point. Yeah. Like I'm having a pretty easy time looking backwards and judging <laughs> the people that came before. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Right. Um, so yeah, I think as far as tone, I do feel like it gets better. I think, I think red alert, um, does a better job of, but also I'm not really sure it's necessarily a tone improvement or if it's just that it gets funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. And I, and I'm not really sure, like if there's a tonal problem, uh, it being funny doesn't necessarily excuse any of the things we're talking about right. right like something can be funny and still like well this is ultimately coming from a pretty insensitive yeah and uh out of out of your mind kind of place right. right um but yeah i do actually wish we had played red alert yeah. instead right. to be honest um i'm I, I have more fond memories of red alert um my a lot of my family members played red alert more than we played the original command and conquer uh, mm-hmm. specifically my my brother uh, was a big fan. Shout out to my little brother. Um, uh, he's uh, he's getting married soon, Yay! which makes me feel really old because he's a lot younger than me. Um, and I'm just out here uh, solo, just soloing life. Um, <laughs> that I, I revealed a little too much there. You saw, you saw my hand suddenly. Um, but yeah, so so shout out to my brother. Uh, he's pretty, I don't know, maybe he'll listen to this episode. I used to make fun of him, uh, actually. Uh, let me cop to something real quick. I used to make fun of my brother 
uh, a lot when he was a little kid and mm-hmm. it wasn't fair um mostly i made fun of him because in command and conquer red alert uh there are if you play as uh, the nod or the soviets whatever they call it the in, soviets in red alert yeah um they, they have a special ability called paratroopers where um a bunch of dudes like like pa- like parachute into the battlefield yeah and my brother loved this i don't know why it's not even a particularly great ability because they're just dro- dropping like extra infantry but right. god he used to just that was all just he was about <laughs> and he would just sit and he was trying to say he he would he would get he would kind of yell a lot while he was playing command and conquer like it felt like he was really like kind of immersed by it this is really funny to hear and he would click he would click on paratroopers over and over and then he would always say send me reinforcements. i need more reinforcements. <laughs> that's so cute and we would Aww. just make fun of him so much me and my cousin and i just want to say joey if you're listening i'm sorry that we made fun of you for saying reinforce he's gonna be like i don't even remember that yeah. are you serious like why would i remember that i don't but, care at all yeah why would he i'm care so now? much more successful than you <laughs> <laughs> it's true he's closer to a traditional idea of happiness um but yeah so 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 yeah that was my kind of red alert times with uh with my brother um and you know like i'll say this like the thing about rts games especially for for younger younger children this was true of me and i think this was definitely true of joey is that they create kind of fun weird sandboxy type experiences and this is like before the idea of the open world sandbox is really a thing right an rts level if you're not focused on the goal provides you a lot of weird opportunities for spontaneous play right um my easiest example of this is and this i don't know this is either gonna hit with you you're either gonna know what i'm talking about or you're not (laughs) is chopping wood in warcraft 2 (laughs) You can get pretty weird with that if you want, and I liked to a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my problem is, but when I was a kid, I had the spirit of like a capitalist, like foresting company, just destroying <laughs> the Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Like I was just like, every tree must fall. I must have every piece of lumber on this map. Yeah, you know, R- RTSs are ripe for just setting your own goals, almost in in diametric opposition to the game itself. Yes. For me, I'm like, yeah, I, I have memories of Age of Empires being like, I'm going to create a forest path and I will sit here yep. and like, yep. you're going to go get this wood. And when you go back to the town center, you're going to walk back to the forest and you're going to think you're going to go anywhere. But I'll be monitoring the situation and I will tell you to go to this tree right yep. here so yep. that we yep. can carve yep. a pathway through the forest because I know where the next base I want to go to is and I want my army to go through the woods. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And if anything, one thing I want to say in the in favor of the earlier RTSs is that I think because they were so goofy yeah. and maybe not and clunky as and... tightly designed, yeah. they allowed for a lot more just kind of farting around yeah. in them. Whereas by the time you get to StarCraft, that's like a focused game. And yeah. it's a better game. I'm not going to argue that, that it isn't. Right. But it doesn't leave as much room for just stupid... Right you screwing around business because in starcraft it's dumb that like there are base spots like look there's a ring of crystals and the vespian geyser is right there like this where base go whereas in these other games it's like i can put stuff wherever i want wait oh yeah i can put stuff wherever i want it means i don't need to build i don't need to in age of empires i do not need to build a barricade and walls 
You see, mm-hmm. my villagers' houses are the walls. Right. That's how I build the box of my settlement. It's just the homes of my people. Right, right. Now, I will say this, in StarCraft's favor, and in Warcraft 3's favor as well, yeah. uh, that's when, you, if you want the goofy stuff, that's when you get into the custom map experience. Oh, sure. Which I'm sure existed for Command & Conquer. Like, I'm sure there's, like, mods and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did not experience that with Command & Conquer until Tiberian Sun, and then I got way into mods for that game. Um, that game got way deep on... Oh, God, there's... We could play... I, it's like I simultaneously like don't want to play any of these games, <laughs> but like I also sort of do because like this series was really really big to me, yeah. and it, a lot of it had to do with like Warcraft, Starcraft. Those both those games are like like they are a little niche. Like now yeah. it seems obvious that they're like the better ones or the uh-huh. more important ones or what have you. But Command and Conquer was a lot easier for like a normal person to grasp. Yeah, yeah. So my entire family looked at it and was like, "Oh, I get what this is. It's like it's like Risk in a it's computer a war game. game. Like, yeah, exactly. I know what that is. You right. know, like you look at like Warcraft Two and you're like, you know, you're like, uh, what? So they're like little. It's like a fantasy thing. Are they yeah. like? Is this a role playing game? Like, what is this D and D? What is right. this? Whereas Command and Conquer really efficiently communicates like. What is what kind of game yeah. is this? So I really loved that aspect of it, right. the communal aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's great. And so then actually the next game that we get to play is Command & Conquer Renegade, right? The first yeah. person shooter? <laughs> <laughs> so I was so invested in Command & Conquer that I kept playing like new games until I played everything. And, well, here, let me look at the list of games. So I, looking at every Command & Conquer title, I played all of them... I think through Renegade, which is a multiplayer uh, uh, first slash third person shooter game where the whole idea of it, let me elevator pitch you this game because there's been a couple games that have tried to do this. What if it it's a shooter set inside uh-huh. a real-time strategy game where you are playing as just one of the units, but it still feels like an RTS as in, uh, I have a base, the base builds specific stuff, hmm. and then I go fight the other base yeah. um, and all of the people inside of it. Or at least that's like kind of the idea. Um, in Command & Conquer Renegade, you're playing as like not just like regular old uh, infantry, though. You generally play as like the better units that mm-hmm. had been established even in Command & Conquer. In Command & Conquer, there are games where there's like sniper missions where yeah. you kind of just control this uh one guy uh and it's actually really annoying and not i would not uh, i will talk smack on that those missions not good don't like doing that um it's it's way too finicky uh and and talk about focusing on bad pathfinding like that will just drive you insane (laughs) um but i just want to let you know that in 2002 or 2003 whenever it was i was playing command and conquer renegade i used to sit at my computer that was, uh, it, at the time, the things were really weird with my family, and uh, I was actually living with my uncle at the time. No time to explain that. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting... just dropping so many lore seeds about his yeah. life in this episode. <laughs> so, so I'm sitting at my desk, or at, it's not my desk, at, there's like a communal desk with a, with a desktop PC at it. And I'm playing Command & Conquer Renegade. And I'm watching the first Scooby-Doo movie, the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar and <laughs> Freddie Prince who else Jr. Is in that? Yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. is in that. And I just want you to know 
for some reason, for a period of my life, what I just described to you was pretty much what I did every day. <laughs> and I'm not really sure why. I did I I would like to say to you that I did not particularly enjoy the first Scooby Doo movie <laughs> featuring Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. But would that be a lie? It I, scientifically speaking, if you were observing me through a glass window, you would say this guy really likes Command and Conquer Renegade and uh -huh. the first Scooby Doo movie. But I swear to you, I did not. It just it was some sort of weird comforting exercise i was doing or that was my Zoinks. whole life yeah yeah jinkies on that one huh yeah well, it would be i would play i would play until the movie was over that was my whole thing is i would really funny. i would start playing renegade uh, Ooh, at the beginning of the movie now you're making me Scrappy think of fun, shows up at the end i love fun examples of media being just directly associated with other yep. media yep. Like there is a soundtrack to me playing World of Warcraft. There, there's like three mm -hmm. CDs that mm -hmm. exist, and when they come on, it's like, ah, I'm, I'm in the elf fort. Like I'm doing wow stuff, and only yep. that. It's yeah, yep. I, I love that kind of stuff. When you're younger, you just have no. There's no logic to any of the things you do with your time. Yeah. So you can make these like cultural connections, weird associations, that make no <laughs> sense. I mean. Really, none at all. Sit down and watch Scooby-Doo, the first Scooby-Doo movie featuring Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. Who else is in it? I feel like there's more people in it that I like. Matthew Lillard is in it. Yes. Rowan Atkinson was in that sure. movie. I'm not I'm not on Google right now. This yeah. is because this is I've seen this movie a lot. Um, who plays Velma? She's like great. Linda Cardellini. Oh, she's so great. She's so great. <laughs> um, and and yeah, and I and I nailed that Rowan Atkinson thing, right? Yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah. An early Isla Fisher role. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Well, I did also, not remember that. But. Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. He shows up. You of know? course, you got to have Mark McGrath from Sugar <laughs> Ray. Yeah. No, that movie and Command and Conquer Renegade are in a, like. They are linked. If we ever did an episode on Command and Conquer Renegade, it would include a, a review. segment where I review the entire Scooby-Doo first movie featuring Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. All right? Okay. That's just a fact. That just gets ranked on the list alongside it. It's just on the list of Scooby-Doo the film of our OGA yeah. list. Yeah. Game number um, 132, Scooby-Doo starring Freddie Prince Jr. Right, right. My last thing with this series is I just want to say that, um, you know, the Blizzard games, I feel like, have been uh, fondly remembered, uh, or not. I don't know. My Blizzard's in a weird place now, sure. right now, I guess. But um, Warcraft Three Reforged was uh, pretty bad, I heard, or, yeah. or whatever they called the remaster. Yeah, it's that. Um, it does feel like their legacy has maybe been a little bit tarnished. But it feels like Command and Conquer has just been forgotten a yeah. little bit, and I, I don't think it deserves that. And also, I just want to say we played the remaster, yeah, uh, which is out, and it has uh, the original Command and Conquer and Red Alert and does it have Red Alert 2 as well? Oh, it I might. don't think so. I don't remember. Oh, that. Okay, maybe it's just the first two. Regardless, um, it's great. Uh, it's been lovingly preserved. Uh, the It has that beautiful, like, you can switch between the old graphics and the sure. new at just a button press. I love that feature. Um, it has all the music. Although I music will say, came... I do not I do not like the new graphics, like, at all. I, I switched oh, a couple times. Yeah, I personally was not a fan of, at all, but that's okay. I, it's, I'm happy it's there and, and easy yeah. to switch back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm unaffected you... by not liking it. 
you totally do not have to play with the new graphics. Um, and I like the way that the entire soundtrack is kind of just dumped on a playlist. It's yeah. so appropriate for an RTS, right? Right. It, th there really wasn't... The music of Command & Conquer is notable, but they really did not tie it to specific levels in my mind. Feel free, to, feel free to disagree. The remaster does a very smart thing of just sort of giving you just a playlist. And like, mm. which ones do you want to listen to? Just throw them on. Just throw them whatever you want. <laughs> and, and I... Be honest... I don't actually think maybe the music isn't actually good. I'm just nostalgic for sure. it. Yeah. Um. It it probably isn't stuff I would listen to on its own. Yeah. But it's when not I'm stuff playing I, I, Conquer, I, I again good. I didn't like it, but I also was already not into the tone. Like to me, is like oh cool, bros blowing up villages in Africa while yeah. metal music right. play or not not like butt rock plays. Like sure, it, uh, it wasn't my vibe, but that it's it's fine. It's okay. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and complain about well, it. Well, you're just not much of a Command and Conquer Renegade yeah. uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Squad. Yeah, I just you know? am not. I don't have that in me. <laughs> you're not hanging out with me and Sarah Michelle Geller. all right? Me and Freddie Prince Jr., all right? Mm -hmm. You're just not. You're not with me and Matthew Lillard, all right? You give you're me, not. You give me so much grief on this show for the weird games I've played, and I'm glad to now have one good little reference point of how weird of a little freak you were sometimes. Well, too. here's the thing. I'm glad to it, have that in my well, little yeah. purse. <laughs> yeah, but you you ain't played Command and Conquer Renegade, and guess what? I'm gonna I'll say something right now. I think it might actually be good. Well, we'll right? see. We'll do it, it. might even be a good Could game. Could be fun. Could be fun to try. I'm, I'm down. I, I'm, I, I would rather play it than any of the other Command & Conquer games at this juncture, where, where my head is at wanting to do more RTSs in this pipeline. Uh, yeah. I want to do Renegade go. first. There you go. Um, but yeah, it is sad that ultimately um, the series kind of goes away as the RTS sort of dies. Once you get to the 2000s, Everything just gets kind of weird. I don't know. It's like people just get tired of the genre, yeah. or the They're genre still doesn't innovate them. enough. It's just like nobody. Oh yeah, cares. Oh it's yeah. Just the, this genre just exists, and it's yeah, weird to to see nobody care about it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was still hardcore through the two thousands. I I, yeah. I played Lord of the Rings, Battle for Middle Earth, and oh, Battle nice. for Middle Earth too. Wow. I I was I stand <laughs> this genre yeah. for a very long time and was in denial <laughs> that about it, was it not really being a great time. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I perhaps should have been more into it, but also we just I mean we had like a trash PC for so many years. Right. I mean I, I, right. I was incapable of playing good PC games for the longest time. But hey, let's uh let's rank this puppy. What do you say? Yeah. Yeah, we do have to rank the puppy, mm -hmm. um, and this is where I really got to show my hand yeah. and and let you know that while you know I I I'm trying to stand this franchise as hard as I can, uh -huh. but when it comes to games I liked playing that are on the list, yeah. I got to be honest, it doesn't really. I have a lot of fond memories of it, yeah. But compared to the list, which as we've established, is mostly good games. I yep. do feel like, especially after the missed episode, I do want to emphasize it's mostly good stuff on the list, yeah. which makes it kind of competitive for getting up very uh, high on it. Now, that yeah. being said, I also want to join the detractors and say that Matt and EJ clearly did miss Dirty. Okay. Yeah. I do not co sign yeah, at yeah. all. I wasn't I, even on that episode listen, if you listen to it. I want to play Riven at this point. Like I'm I'm ready to I'm I'm not like giving up on Mist. I want to play right. Riven and I'm going to like open my heart so much more up to Riven just just because of not doing Mist, right? Like I'm I'm ready to just like let's make Riven a thing I'm into. Let's force myself okay. to at least try being into it, you know. So I'm I, into I'm ready to do that game. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, Matt, um, do you want to start with uh, where you want to rank Command Ooh, and Conquer? Yeah, um, I I have at the very least a kind of range, uh, which okay. is to say, uh, you know, we we played uh, 2001's Black and White uh, late in last season, and yeah. I liked this more than that. That's for yeah. sure. Bla black yeah. and white is a similarly beloved by some kind of thing. And then you play it and you're like, but, hey, but why though? It's so obtuse. And this at least isn't like obtuse. It's just, it just shows its age, right? That's it. Right. The only thing Command right. and Conquer is doing to you is showing its age. Everything right. else, it is doing successfully, right? So it, right. I, I think the ranking today, I don't want anybody to think anything we're going to rank this game on is a mark of quality. It is today is purely about taste at least for right. me it is purely a taste thing i think command and conquer is a great game like i said i did that home i went back looked at dune 2 oh my gosh i can see how much of a leap forward this is like a technological marvel this is an, an, an amazing thing that gets to exist but it's just a flavor i don't like it all okay yeah uh yeah so that in mind i put it in other flavors i don't like and it has to go so 71 on our list is mist and it's got to right. be below mist and above black and white so that's 71 to 77 it's in that very yeah. close to the bottom but not actually bad game territory yeah i think i absolutely agree although i don't agree with i mean i don't agree with mist being 71 but that's just <laughs> something for another day uh 71 mist to to black and white seems uh correct to me yeah um i definitely like command and conquer i would say a fair bit more than i like black and white but i really don't like black and white so that's not saying a lot yeah um do we want to talk about it versus war of the monsters uh number number 76 sure. on our list right now yeah i what i just realized is i didn't actually rank command and conquer on my personal list before we started this so i'm like looking at my personal list kind of in conjunction with this conversation yeah yeah and war of the monsters is a similar is, is the spot my head had just gotten to and it's an interesting one because for me i had a fondness for war of the monsters as a kid and then going back and replaying it was kind of a boring letdown but an inoffensive letdown to me personally right just like a, oh this thing did exist so i want to compare that to you and your experience mm -hmm. having fondness for this game and then like were you uh just not as into it now or were you sort of actually taken aback by not liking it quite a bit more than you th would have expected yourself to i mean it was you know it it felt it was rough it yeah. was rusty right it was kind of you know shaking it around a little bit trying to like extract uh the good juices yeah um it sparked a lot of really wonderful memories in my brain that's good um which was great and i really liked that aspect of it um, I definitely felt like as the difficulty increased uh, that I was uh, like kind of getting pretty frustrated with its age and with just like the style of how these RTS games used to be built, Yeah. Um, which is not particularly Command and Conquer's fault. However, the argument I would make, I think they're they're really similar. And and I when you said uh, it was inoff inoffensive to you, War of the Monsters. Yeah. I would say a pretty similar thing about Command and Conquer, but what I want to add is that Command and Conquer, I think, does represent a sort of underappreciated uh, strain yeah. in the history of uh, PC gaming. Right. 
And I feel like it's just been kind of lost and left in a way that makes me want to be nice to it today. Definitely. If and, possible. And I, Whereas I don't feel that way with War of the Monsters. Well, War exactly. of the Monsters is a cool idea, but not like, not it wasn't a foundation that, no. that was built upon. And I'll, I'll flip the script too and say from the perspective of the person who hadn't had no experience with it back in the day. I think you liked War of the Monsters quite a bit less than I can at all say I'm liking Command and Conquer. I think Command and Conquer is fine, whereas you were like, War of the Monsters is deeply, <laughs> deeply nothing, right? It, it, it's it's it, it, it's it so boring. Response, yeah, yeah, I would say exactly. Like that's that's really what it was. Is it, it it didn't it didn't frustrate me or make me mad. It sort of just made me feel like I don't even know what we're gonna do yeah. as far as talking about it. Sure. You know, yeah. whereas I will say that, you know, with this episode, even though I remember being like, at one point I messaged you being like, God, this game is yeah. just, it's annoying. It's annoying me. Right. Um, I, I still was not confused as to what we could talk about for the episode. I was right. like, there's a lot of good stuff to Absolutely. say yeah. about Command and Conquer. Where there's nothing um, to say about. <laughs> there's nothing. There's literally nothing to say about. Here's what I'll say about uh, War of the Monsters. There's a game that like just came out or is about to come out. I remember it being on the PlayStation, uh, one of the PlayStation directs or whatever you want to call them, um, mm -hmm. called Gigabash. Mm -hmm. I want. I want to play Gigabash. Okay, Gigabash literally just looks like War of the Monsters, and I don't know. Right. I, don't, I don't know who Passion Republic Games is. I would be interested to look into their history and see if it was like this is half the development team of War of the Monsters because this game is what if War of the Monsters had at least the potential to be good. I don't know if it's good or not. It probably isn't. It's got very positive reviews on Steam. Anyways, that's the last thing I'll say about War of the Monsters for a very long time. Let's move on. Oh, interesting. So so your your comment on War of the Monsters is, there's this other game that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, no, no. I, that, that thought was sparked by you saying, like, War of the Monsters led to nothing, and I can at least now say War of the Monsters maybe led to one other thing. Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's talk about Sonic Adventure 2. Uh, for me, uh, Oh, man. For me, Command and Conquer would jump ahead of Sonic Adventure 2 because Sonic Adventure 2 is something that actually offends me, makes me mad uh, to play. And Command and Conquer doesn't necessarily do that. So it, maybe it comes down more to you because you're the one, like for you, yeah. I think Sonic Adventure 2 is too low on this list. So we're, this yeah, might be I an impasse. I do like Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Um, I do like Sonic Adventure 2. So and I that you like it. I don't, I still continue I, to not get it. It had, it, had, it was, Okay. Sonic Adventure gets away. Here's what Sonic Adventure 1 gets away with. And by the way, Sonic Adventure 1 is ranked higher than Sonic Adventure 2 on my list. Okay, good. But I just want to say what it's getting away with. Uh-huh. Getting away with being a game <laughs> that somehow is better than some very real games yeah. on my list, but it has, like, not even one good level. Okay? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It has basically zero good levels. And then Sonic Adventure 2 has, like... Two or three good levels. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay? That's what I'm saying when I say I like Sonic Adventure 2. Now, yeah. so I ranked Co Command and Conquer just a little bit below Sonic Adventure 2. But I am interested in being nice to Command and Conquer. Right. So I think I can, especially considering that Sonic Adventure 1 is like pretty, pretty close to where I would put it actually yeah. number wise on our list have i told um, you about sonic adventure 2 on my list on my personal ranking no well, you haven't 
Where it, is it? It is dead last. I like it less mm-hmm. than Chain of Memories. Worse than Chain of Memories? Yeah, I hate that game a lot, Hunter. That is so... <laughs> that doesn't even make sense, Matt. Because it's... Come on. To me, I like Sonic Adventure, and Sonic Adventure 2 is like, what if we took away every single thing Matt likes? about oh Sonic God. Adventure. To, to focus on the game part. So no. Maybe the game I just part don't, I actually just don't even sometimes. agree. I think there are some good Sonic Adventure levels. That's where we you, differ. Okay. You did not play through all of Sonic Adventure 2, okay? So when we're talking level-wise... Dude, I made you, it you, plenty you can't far. go toe-to-toe with me on that one, but I, I sat on. there and I played the last Sonic level for an hour, okay? I don't... I, I I gave you all my heart has in it, okay? I gave you yeah, all there was left to give. Yeah, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> let's let's put Command and Conquer above Sonic Adventure 2. I'm okay. fine with it. I'm fine with it. Okay, well, um, then next up is Halo 2. An- another game where it makes me mad, but I've also been particularly cruel with Halo 2, and I recognize that as, as yeah, a flaw yeah. of my approach to it. There are very obvious things that halo 2 does well i just resent it personally for some specific stuff okay yeah so i'm willing to set those things aside today but that means what we're for me what we're doing is the same thing to both of these games let's look at both of them in their most positive light let's be nice to both of them in that conversation it's tough for me to say who deserves to actually sort of get away with something yeah yeah well i it's the yeah that's another one where yeah halo 2 i feel like it's it's a it's too low is my current vote right but at the same time i am all right with like letting command and conquer get away with something today yeah because i know halo 2 i know how halo 2 makes my friend feel okay (laughs) and i can factor that in if i want here would be my other argument too though is is Again, I think you and I, the the world seems to think Halo 2 is this amazing, great thing. And when people look at our list and they see Halo 2 towards the bottom, I think they are generally sort of aghast at that. That's that's almost offensive to some people who who I've seen lists that argue Halo 2 is in the like top 10 of all games ever, which that's like, okay, I can't I can't I can't handle that information. But I tend to look at Halo 2 as a, a point in the arc of Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo mm-hmm, Reach, mm-hmm. right? I, I see where Halo 2 falls in all of that, and I'm not impressed, right? That's what I come away with with Halo 2. Is I am unimpressed with where Halo 2 falls in the legacy of even just the Halo series. Whereas I look at Command and Conquer, and I look at Dune 2, and I look at oh, some yeah, later yeah. Command okay. and Conquer okay. game, I look at Westwood Studios, and I think Command and Conquer, like is pulling some stuff off that's like quite impressive tonally again i have my gripes but i totally have my gripes with halo 2 right they're kind of the same tonal problem arguably uh so for me i I think command and conquer is a more clearly impressive and important game from a legacy standpoint okay okay i'm like it this is a fun (laughs) this is a fun one i i feel like you're convincing me of a lot of stuff today and sometimes i feel like i don't get i you don't don't win me over enough i I think that's true and i I feel like you're coming at this fired up with solid arguments all right yeah whatever let's let's forget halo 2 let's let it let's put command and conquer above it that's really fun Uh, i will say so the next game on the list number 73 is goldeneye and that one i feel like we have done way dirty oh i do not like goldeneye's placement yeah yeah Uh, yeah i i felt like that was that was some groupthink stuff too there were four of us we let two other people Uh on the podcast with their 
opinions. Every, it's a bad you idea every single stuff? time. Yeah. Every uh, time it's not just you and me, it's a bad placement on the list, turns out. And yeah, even when well, it's just the I mean, two of us, it's a bad placement on the list. Well, yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about the terrorism that Sun Sanders did on this list by placing Anachronox at number 63. <laughs> Literal insanity. That per- and and we won't be able to fix it now. Yeah. I mean, you y'all know how it works. We're not going to do a re-ranking until we get past episode 100. Yeah. We got to sit with the Nacronox where it is for so long. And guess what? We might even invite Paul to the re-ranking so he might commit another atrocity. Here's my question. Uh, uh, let's hey, actually let's get this out of the way. This way, I don't have much to say about Goldeneye. I agree. Gold uh, Command and Conquer should go under it. We, we've been doing Goldeneye yeah. dirty. And I look Come at Killer on. Instinct too, and I'm like, Killer Instinct is fine. I don't see. A, I, I have no compelling argument to put Command and Conquer yeah. above it. Yeah. This is where it goes. 70, 74 on the list is Command and Conquer. It's a good All game. Right. Everyone should recognize that at the very least the top 75 games of this list of 79 games are great games okay yeah that's the, what yes. this list is so yeah, don't don't exactly. come at me that it's this low it's not even top set for me it's top 76 because yep. i like sonic adventure too there you so go. there you go like so, it's mostly good games anyways thing i wanted to talk about now af- after all of that is yeah. so last week we talked about uh that we're gonna do this uh fun little project after 100 which is we're gonna re-rank 10 and thank you to everybody who's voting if you want to vote on four of the games we're gonna re-rank go join the patreon for oga uh and for the month of april you can vote so if you want to get your vote in be a patron this month and go vote for for the list there's i I won't reveal the top four right now i think it's nice for this one to be a mystery to the public they don't get to know they don't get to affect the order but we've got four games right now that i'm very excited for if anything else in the like top 10 were to sneak in i'd also be excited and then hunter and i are going to pick a bunch of other games to make 10 games or i argue we will probably end up doing 11 games because the argument keeps happening that uh everyone wants to replay disco elysium and i think all four of us you me ej and son all have to do the disco elysium episode together which should just then be an 11th thing that we do right so okay outside of all that here's my question for you hunter uh this is this is a meeting that you and i are going to have in episode sure is the re-ranking of 100 games before or after the replaying of the 11 games Ooh. i argue the replaying should come after so we yeah. have our memory of 100 games, we re-rank, yeah. and mm-hmm. then the 11 games get the benefit of a fresh new set of eyes, rather than, it'll feel like we just have a fresh new set of eyes twice, right? We'll just yes. have just played Disco Elysium, put it number one firmly again, and then re-rank and have nothing interesting to say about it. Of course. I think that you are correct, and part of the original pitch of the show, if you rewind all the way back to episode one, is that... Part of the whole point of this is to show you how stupid it is <laughs> to make ranked lists, yeah. and we do that by living it, yeah. okay? <laughs> well, sometimes people criticize the show. They'll be like, this show's stupid, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. You've like, pre- what did you think? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> we're just show. We're showing our work. Yeah. Like, you know, exactly. other people, these people Put online, out a list. They put out a list and editorialize it, and we're saying uh-huh. no editorialization. Look at the they process and how buffoonish it is. Some sort of wizard <laughs> that went on the mountain and uh-huh. divined spiritually uh-uh. this list. We are not. We are bumpkins. Yeah. We are dirt people putting our opinions out there loud. What, what I'm telling you is, 
if IGN tells you there was a process to putting together their list, Liars. that's a lie they Liars. told you and you fell for it you <laughs> fool you fell for their lie i don't care if they outlined the process yeah there there's probably 15 there no people there on their team no maybe yeah. one of those people followed that process that they outlined the rest of them went um, this year breath of the wild's number one yeah <laughs> that feels right uh and that's you know that's what it is it's all cowboy diplomacy y'all <laughs> it's not it's not real stuff um but that's why that's why the show is so fun because yeah. we're just cowboys out here cowboying around yep. uh with with uh, with our opinions uh i encourage you to disagree i encourage you to make your own list of exactly the games we played and i know you're thinking hunter i don't want to play every game y'all have played don't play them yeah. just rank them just cowboy right. up and just make your list and be like, I haven't even played half these games. I didn't. Whatever. I didn't yeah. play all of them. I didn't play some of the games I said I played, okay? Yeah. Matt <laughs> lies about playing any of these games. Matt ain't played none of these games. All right? <laughs> you think Matt has time to play a game? Are you, uh, have you uh, been listening to no the way. show? Speaking no. of, next week's episode is Yakuza Ishin, a game I definitely will not be playing, and Hunter will get um, to be correction. joined by Matthew, Sun you are incorrect. Yeah. Incorrect. A factual inaccuracy has been expressed on the show. I know. I know what you're going to say. The game is called Like a Dragon. I was literally going to ask that question. We wrote it down as Yakuza Ishin, and I'm like, that is not what it's called. Was it well, at some point called that's, that? It's no. the colloquialism. That's that's the casual casual sure. name for behind closed doors only. But uh -huh. listen, okay, they're listen, trying something. Okay, everyone, they're trying side to shift. Line, side line, side line. Everybody, here. come in the dugout. Okay, hello, quick. what's up? Let's yeah, just. Coach, ha I'm gonna have coach. a real. I'm having a real. Love thought, you, coach. All right, love you, coach. Listen, Sega is out here. They they made these games. They decided that they would be called Like a Dragon in Japan. They decided to call them Yakuza in North America for. Um, let me check excellent reason that it makes more <laughs> sense to us for it to be called that like a dragon means i don't know what that means uh -huh, you know uh -huh. yakuza that communicates something to me but then at some point sega changed their mind okay now there's two ways we could react to this everybody we could just keep calling them yakuza games uh-huh or we could play along with daddy <laughs> and i just want to that's why we're all in the dugout right now everybody i just want to argue maybe not because it's a good idea, because it's not really. Uh -huh. We don't need their... It's fine. It was fine the way it was. Sure. Sega, well, but okay, but they stepped on their own toes because they called the game <laughs> Yakuza like a dragon, okay? So you true. don't they even let to get them get away with the, this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so is in, so in Japan, it's called like a dragon, like a dragon. But <laughs> I think that, that let's just... Listen, let's just be Team Sega and let's just, for fun... When anyone calls it Yakuza, yeah. just kind of quietly mention that actually there's been a rebrand and it's called Like a Dragon. And yeah. you can even do that with the old games. I don't care. Right. It doesn't make sense for you to do that, but you can do that. Because listen, Sega said they want it to be called Like a Dragon. Yeah. But like, so, I, they just want that. Just give it to them. Just let them have it. As a series, Yakuza is getting talked more and more and more at, at, uh, in like in, incredibly What's high Yakuza, regard. Matt? What Shut is up. that? I don't, I don't know. know what that is. Anyways... <laughs> It gets talked so highly of these days. And like, first and foremost, that's, it, it's a long time coming, right? The idea is yeah. they've been making these freaking games since 2006, bud. Right. They've been doing this. Uh, yeah. 
but everyone's finally sort of like all agreeing that this is like one of the best modern series or whatever and i think part of that is in line with this conversation with the title which is i think many of us are realizing sega has just been getting away with something for uh 17 years and we all in the last five years went wait I just like Sega getting away with it, actually. Yeah. So what yes. I like what I like yes. about this series is just that Sega gets away with it. And it's like yeah. similar to our ranking episode of ranking publishers. It's just like Sega's allowed to just get away with stuff because it's Sega. Shut up, nerd. Like go away. They get away yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I completely understand what you're saying. And I just want to make sure that, you know, we're all on the same page here. Uh yeah, Sega says a lot of really dumb stuff. It doesn't make sense, uh, but I just think it would be funny if yeah. we all fell in line in lockstep and corrected each other about calling it like a dragon. Uh-huh. Uh, so there you go. That's just a little nugget. You can all do that now. So next in your time lives. when we get to it, I'm gonna play like a dragon zero. That will be the first yes. game I play, and it will be called like a dragon zero. Despite all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 who I want to be. Is annoying, uh, in particular. <laughs> Old Gamers Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson, with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Yeah.